Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big, and building wealth on your own terms. Now let's join our host, the founder of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back. I'm uh, Jim Oliver, your host, and I'm here today with a great guest, Giuseppe Grammatica. Did I say that right, Giuseppe? Yep, you got it. All right. Oh, I nailed it. I, I thought we were going to need some editing there, but but we got it in there. Giuseppe is an entrepreneurial guy. He's got the attitude of breaking away and staying away from the herd, and you've broken out of the herd. But Giuseppe, give me kind of a, your background, kind of a little bit about you and where you come from and what you're doing now. Thanks, Jim. I'm excited to be on the, the podcast today. I come from the, the corporate world, worked uh, in investments. Uh, actually, I should step back. Prior to that, I was in the restaurant industry with my family, went to school, loved the, uh, the business, and uh, wanted to try the corporate world. So I uh, was in financial services, helped people um, with their investments, and later on worked with financial advisors throughout the country and realized the business, the entrepreneur inside of me was was really you know tugging at me. I, wa- I wanted to, to uh, revisit that, and that's why uh, back in 2007, uh, I started my, uh, my first business, and it's been great. It's been uh, 2007. Uh, we're now approaching 13 years. It's been great, and I now help individuals just like myself who are in a job maybe they um, don't enjoy or have been downsized and uh, helping them find the uh, perfectly matched uh, franchise business. That's awesome. Everybody talks about wanting to be the business owner. And last week on our show, we talked about the difference between being a customer at the bank and being the owner of the bank. And one of the things we talked about, Giuseppe, is an owner makes an investment in the business, right? So in the beginning, maybe you start off a little bit slower. Talk to me about that. Like, what do you see out there when you're talking to somebody about, you know, starting a business? What are the fears that you see? What are some of the advice that you can give people? And how does that investment part of it or that ramp up work? Right. Great, great question. So what we do is we, we take a step back. We get calls, we get emails all the time. You know, I, I want to own a business. I'm excited. I heard about you from a podcast. Or I heard, read maybe an article of yours. I, I want to just start that business. So we have an intro call followed by a consultation. And I always ask why, you know, why are we speaking right now? Because although, you know, emotions sometimes take over and maybe you're unhappy with your, your job or you've been downsized or you just don't see any, any future potential at where you're at, I like to figure out if you're the right fit to own a business, regardless if it's a franchise or not. And many of the calls turn out to be, you know what, maybe this isn't the right time because you're just a little bit upset, you're a little bit emotional. Uh, let's think this through. A couple people we follow up months down the road just to you know, revisit entrepreneurship in general. So that's always step one in what we do. But as far as owning a business, we help in any way possible to you know, figure out once again if entrepreneurship is the the right fit for you, and then number two, you know what industry. Uh, so a lot of a lot of people once again will call us up and say I I'm looking at 
restaurants or I'm taking a look at a beauty franchise, whether it be a massage or, or waxing or eyelashes. And I always say to people, let's, let's step back and figure out what exactly do you want from the business? So we figured out entrepreneurship sounds like a good fit for you. What do you want from the business? You know, picture your perfect. Are you going to a physical location and, and sticking that, that key in the door, unlocking it and going in? Or uh, I always say jokingly, are you in your pajamas uh, and going to your laptop in the next bedroom in your home? So we like to figure out characteristics as far as what it looks like, the types of employees you want to manage. Do you want to manage numerous employees or do you prefer managing managers? So we kind of reverse engineer it, take a look at those characteristics and then figure out, okay, based off of all that, we have a, what we call a franchise model that's 100% customized for you. Let's now figure out uh, which franchises match, match that model. And then obviously, another step in the process is, is funding, right? I mean, we all have big dreams, uh, passions of owning franchises all over the world and all over the country, but uh, how are we going to pay for it? So, or how are we, how, how are we going to fund it? So, we work with multiple franchise partners uh, across the country that will sit down at no fee and, and figure out a plan. What are your assets? What's your, what's your liquidity look like? What are your retirement assets, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll take a look and give you multiple options to fund your dream, you know, to fund uh, that franchise. And in many cases, it'll be maybe a, uh, you know, SBA loan, in other cases, it may be a retirement, um, taking a look at retirement assets and what we call Rob's plan. And uh, they'll take a look, structure a, a plan where you're using retirement assets to fund uh, your future endeavors. So two things come to me when you talk about that. One is owning a franchise. Now, I know there's statistics out there, and I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to know what they are, but, but I know that if you buy a franchise, your chances of success are a, a multiple of if it's not a franchise, if you just start it from scratch. Is that right? Correct. Yes. It's, uh, I don't have the exact numbers, and I hate quoting uh, numbers, right. but yes, it's uh, definitely in your favor because you do have a, a proven, uh, proven business model. And so are there a lot of franchises out there, just like you said, I could be a professional, I could be a corporate guy, and I just don't want to have a job anymore, but, and I think that I'm an entrepreneur, but we'll get into that in a minute, what are the kind of the attributes that make a good entrepreneur? So what your company does or would do is consult with me and help me figure out what would be a good franchise for me to look at and, you know, both financially and my background, my skills, et cetera. Correct. And so, you know, in um, the richest man in Babylon, he talks about invest in what you know. So, you know, like you said, you originally, you had a family restaurant, you said, right? Right. So, you know, for somebody like you, maybe restaurants would be a good franchise for somebody like me, who's never run a restaurant and maybe spent three, I think I, I was a waiter for three days because I was so horrible at it. You know, that's probably not the best business for me, right? Actually, it's the, the complete opposite, believe it or not, when it comes to fran specifically with franchising. Uh, reason being, with franchising, you do have a proven system. And many from the candidates I'm working with and from the candidates the other consultants have worked with, many of the, uh, the candidates will come in saying, this is, these are the characteristics of the business and not necessarily the product or service 
the franchise company is going to train you from A to Z. I would say 95%, if not more, of the franchises that we work with, uh, you do not need any, any prior experience. There are a few where, for example, uh, the restaurant industry, really that's something that is, uh, you, know, you can train someone on. But there are some more specifics uh, around physicians and doctors and things like that. I won't get into, into uh, specifics, but where you need more of a background. But for the most part, the franchisor almost prefers you don't have a particular background because they can train you in their ways and their methodology uh, so that you're not necessarily coming in with a kind of a preconceived notion. This is the way it's going to be. Or from my past experience, this is the way to run a business, I don't care what the franchisor has to say. So in franchising, for the most part, you are going into the, that model that fits you and then they'll, they'll train you A to Z. Don't worry about the, uh, you don't have to worry about the experience. And what you said just made sense. I made an assumption that I would want to have a background in it, but training somebody that doesn't have this preconceived notion of how it should be run because the franchise, one of the things that I know is that, you know, you got to follow the system. If you don't follow the system, then you have problems. And I've read a lot of prospectus on franchise opportunities. And when you look at, there's always the section at towards the end of the problems that they've had and franchises that haven't worked out. And, you know, Giuseppe, what you said makes a lot of sense because I've seen patterns of, well, that person didn't follow our system. And, you know, systems equal success in every business. And even when I'm training somebody at Create Tailwind, I look for people outside of the financial services industry. And I really don't want to hire somebody that's selling mutual funds or wrap accounts or individual stocks and bonds because they already have in their minds how they would show somebody how to build wealth. And, and we do it outside of Wall Street and we don't do it that traditional way. So that makes a, a lot of sense. But something you just said really intrigues me because I live in South Dakota and Florida um, and I split my time. Right now I'm in South Dakota and where I'm sitting is basically a medical park. And it's all these physicians and they have their own surgical hospital, etc. And uh, one of the reasons that they're all here is because we don't have state income tax and we're right across the border to Iowa and Nebraska, and they both have state income tax. So the docs want to do as much as they can do up here, but I never thought about a franchise really for a doctor other than I know some doctors that have gotten into franchises they didn't really check out or through and you know, just as investors. So can you talk a little bit about that? I know you said uh, that there were some opportunities there. Yeah, so with, with franchising, it's it's an investment, right? It's a um, proven business model that works. Franchise, stepping back just a, a little bit, Franchise will vet. There's there's well over 3,000 franchise companies out there. Franchise will vet a lot of the franchises out there to make sure that they are growing. They're not having issues. Uh, they have a sustainable business, and there's much more to, to the criteria. So they'll vet. We work with about 160 franchise companies. So they'll do a lot of the heavy lifting for us to figure out which which franchise companies will meet the requirements that we're looking for to, to assist in, the, in our recommendations. The individual investing in the franchise, it's going to vary depending on what they're looking for. So there's almost two categories. There are individuals that have never owned the business. Maybe they have a 
a job that they're thinking, you know, they may get laid off, they're thinking about quitting. So we walk them through that process. So we talk about is entrepreneurship right for you, et cetera, et cetera. We, and we kind of, uh, we work our way across. The others are the individuals that have a job, whether they be, they have their own business as a physician, they have a job that they love. There's a, a few friends, uh, friends of mine that work on Wall Street. They love their jobs. They have no reason to leave their jobs. Uh, they get to travel, they make good money, but they are looking to diversify their investments and uh, in investments and income, I should say. So what they're looking for is a semi-absentee to absentee type of franchise, which they are plenty of in our industry. And those types of opportunities are where they essentially have a general manager, manager run the business, very few employees so that you can keep your practice as a physician, you can keep your job, wherever that may be, and use this as a, another source of income and, and uh, another way to diversify you know, your, your investments. I come from the financial world as well, as I mentioned. So we always talked about diversifying and not you know, keeping all your eggs in one basket. Franchising and business ownership is just yet another, I call it another bucket. We talk about mutual funds, managed accounts, you know, individual uh, stocks and securities and bonds. This is just another bucket, another, another way to diversify your income. Uh, you have a little bit more control, obviously, because it, it is your business. But there are many, many franchises that, will, that are truly built to be a, a semi-absentee to, uh, to absentee opportunity so that you can basically, essentially, own this business and maybe at two or three other franchise businesses while keeping your, your current business or, uh, or job. You know, now you got me interested because I'm always looking for passive income. And passive income to me means I don't have to go to work and generate that. And I have real estate and I have other businesses that, you know, I have to oversee some of those businesses. And so the way that you talk about semi-absentee, you know, I would say that I'm probably semi-absentee in some of those businesses. I really would like to be absentee in all of those businesses and just have the, you know, check show up in the mailbox, so to speak. That doesn't happen that way anymore. It just goes right into your account. But I think that's really exciting. And if I'm a doctor out there who's thinking, um, because here's one of the problems uh, being a highly compensated individual is that you can't save enough in your qualified retirement plans, whether you're a pro-qualified retirement plans or anti-qualified retirement plan. If you're making a million dollars a year, you can't put enough in those kinds of accounts to replace your income somewhere down the road. It's just mathematically, it doesn't work. But if I had some real estate when I don't want to go to work anymore and I want my money to now work for me, what I call being financially free or financially independent, and it doesn't matter what age I get there, right? I could be 35 and if I've got you know, enough money to, to support my ideal lifestyle, then I'm financially free. And it's the different streams of that income. I have real estate, I have businesses, I have multitude of things, but I don't have any franchises. And so I'm definitely interested in that. And I bet there are other people in the audience that are interested, but what are their attributes that you see that make a good franchise, is franchisor the right term? Uh, franchisee. 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 I knew I had that backwards. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, 
we call them in our industry Zors. It's just franchisee. It, it becomes a tongue twister. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as far as attributes go, we sit down. Once we, once we establish entrepreneurship is the way to go, we discuss the differences between franchise and non-franchise. That, that's step one. What, what are the differences? And I get comments, well, I heard franchise, uh, franchises are expensive, and I always ask, well, what's expensive mean? Well, I, I heard you had to invest several hundred thousand to open up a retail location, and, and they vary. It's going to cost you a lot of money to open up your own retail location, obviously. So we, we, we talk about you know, going back to preconceived notions, what they think it is. And I always, t- I always explain to them, there's always a franchise fee. That's a fee essentially for the license, for the, for the contract, for the rights to open up. And then there's always a, a build out. If you have a retail location or there's inventory, if uh, possible inventory, if you have a home-based uh, business. But I always explain the franchisor has learned the hard way. They've spent their money figuring the system out. So Instead of you going in and trying, you know, 20 different strategies or 20 different ideas, 20 plus different ideas, and kind of, I always say, burning money that way, the franchisor has made mistakes on your behalf and you're investing in, in that proven system. So that's what you're getting with the franchise. You're getting the system and you're getting the ongoing support, not just the initial because you, you will be paying an ongoing, uh, some type of royalty fee. But at that same token, we talk in franchising. You need to follow that model, number one, in order for it to work. But at the same time, if you're getting into a uh, massage franchise, you're not going to be selling also sell food from that location. So what I mean by that, and I always say jokingly, is that you you need to follow their system for it to work. And and also, you need to follow their system to be uh, in compliance with the franchise. And some people will have a lot of different ideas, uh, not saying they're, they're good or bad, but they'll want to diversify and add another 10 or 15 different revenue streams. And for those, for those people, after having a, a lengthy conversation, maybe franchising isn't the best way to go. Maybe you want to start your own uh, retail location that's offering you know, 20 of the different services that kind of have nothing to do with one another. And a lot of people like that. They like like to diversify. They they want to offer a lot of options and, and be able to make more money. But I always tell them with a franchise, you do need to follow the system. You do need to follow and, and sell the product or service that you're signing up for. So so that's kind of you know where where we are with franchising. So once we you know figure out franchising is the right fit, we just we you know we explain to them number one, kind of like uh, I always use the example with mutual funds. Mutual funds are a type of investment. Franchising is a type of business ownership. You have some of the risk being taken away because you are dealing with a proven system. But at the end of the day, it's still a risk. You know, chances are there's a, a higher probability you'll, you'll uh, succeed with the franchise, but there's always that risk. There's that risk where you don't follow the system. There's that risk with the economy or maybe the demand may not be uh, as high in South Dakota versus uh, New Jersey or New York and, and vice versa. So you definitely want to explain to them there is risk as there are with other investments. And you just, you want to explain to them that it's going to take time and money. So, you know, a lot of business owners don't pay themselves maybe the first six months to, to, to one year, depending on the type of investment, uh, depending on how many people they bring on board the first year. Or so we, 
kind of set set the bar and and set the expectations of what's to come. You know, the, this is what's going to happen with the uh, franchise process. But before we get into that, let's talk about risk. Let's talk about investment. Let's talk about what happens if you have two or three slow months where you don't sell that product or service. Do you have the financial backing to uh, to carry you for the, for those two or three months? So we're very upfront. I want I want people to make the uh, most informed decision, I guess. And if they're okay with that, if they have that general understanding, then that's when we move forward uh, via the consultation create the model and, and then uh, finally, um, you know, give them uh, two or three franchise options that, that fit what they're looking for. You know, that's really cool. I'm, when I was getting out of college, I was in Kansas City and a friend of mine came to me and he said, hey, my dad, it was right after I graduated and he said, my dad is starting these uh, sandwich shops and as his graduation gift, he was putting in money for his son to be part of this first store. And he said, you know, my dad said he'd loan you the money to be a partner. And I was, you know, I was young and dumb and didn't, you know, borrowing that kind of money from somebody I thought, you know, just made me shake in my boots and I didn't do it. And now the last time I checked, those guys own, I think, 60 some Subway sandwich locations and they just killed it, you know, and, and I think, gosh, you know, that was an opportunity missed back then. But if I would have had somebody that could have counseled me on, you know, this is what to expect. Maybe at 22, I still wouldn't have done it. But right. So tell me if somebody wants to learn more, they want to contact you or are there, uh, you have a website or are there webinars for them to watch or? You know, I believe less is more to, to an extent. So we, we like to have everyone come right to uh, give us a call and just have that conversation because quite frankly, there is just way too much information online. It's to the point where there's information just about in anything. You know, a lot of people are giving various opinions and things like that. There's surveys and tests you can take, and it just seems to confuse people. You know, they have, you know, nowadays we have access to so much more information. And I always uh, say, I was just on a podcast last month, and, we, and, I, and I said, knowledge is not power. It's, it's applied knowledge. What are you going to do with all that knowledge? And I tell everyone, 99% of the information is out there. It's that 1% uh, that we provide, uh, that, that information where, okay, you've done your research, you've kind of taken a look at everything, so what the heck do I do with all this information? And uh, so we kind of sit down with them. We do a lot of the, the, the back-end work for them. So what, what I see people do is they'll fall in love with the franchise. This is what I'm going to do. They already start talking to banks. They, they do all that work. And then finally, at the very end, they call the franchise company and say, what do I have to do to buy this? And then they say, well, sorry, you know, the state of New Jersey, for example, is completely sold out. You have to look at either New York or, or Pennsylvania. So a part of what we do is we, we contact the franchisor directly. Uh, we ask them, you know, what territories are available? What markets are going to be opening up? you know, all the questions that you won't find online, you know, we have access to that information. So we'll handle all of that for you. But the biggest value I believe that we offer is, unlike many of the, of the online sites, is we ask the right questions. Uh, you go to a lot of these sites, you've heard of Myers-Briggs and all these personality tests, and they, they mix them in with finding the right business opportunity or franchise. They ask you a question, what industry do you want to be in? And, and you type in food, 
it kind of just continues to go on from there. If uh, Jim, if you came to me and said, well, I'm looking at a, a, a food franchise, a restaurant franchise, I would say that's great. You know, what are you looking at? And after uh, you give me the list of names or the individual company, I'd always follow up and say, well, what interests you about that? And I'm going to why you to death to figure out and find out your motivations for liking that business, either that business or that industry in itself. So that's the true value that, that I bring to the table. I'm, I'm going to find out and really dig deep as to why exactly you like that industry. Why do you want to own a business? There's a lot of people that want the restaurant industry, you know, industry, and it's not a knock. I'm just, I'm just, you brought it up. I'm just using them as an example. Yep. yep. And then they come back to me and say, well, I prefer to work with a few, you know, very few employees and uh, Monday to Friday, I hate working weekends. <laughs> and then I kind of took back and said, well, you just, you just described the restaurant industry completely. So maybe we're not aligned here. Maybe we have to step back and, and, and look at something, uh, maybe look at a different industry. So and not to say the restaurant industry is not a, not a great industry to invest in. It's a, it's a phenomenal industry, but it just may not be in line with exactly what you're looking for. So I'm going to help you from A to Z. And many people have never heard of what we do as a, as a franchise consultant. What we do is we help you. We put you, you know, you know I always say it's about you, you, and you. Uh, the best part is our services are completely free. We don't charge for our services. If you buy a franchise, if you don't invest in a franchise, doesn't make a difference. The fees, there's never a fee to the, uh, to the candidates you're speaking with. The way we are compensated is almost like an executive headhunter. Uh, we're paid directly a referral fee from the franchise company should you decide to invest in a franchise. So uh, if you were to go directly to the uh, franchise company or utilize our services, uh, would not make any difference as far as the fee to the investor. So. So we help in those regards. And, and the best part, something that I offer in my business is I'm going to be with you every step of the way. And even after buying or investing in that franchise, I'm going to stay with you. I'm going to, I'm going to find out, hey, how's it going? Do you like the franchise? What's your experience been? Would you, you, know, would you do it all over again? Uh, I almost, I'm, I'm almost setting up kind of like a mini mastermind where there's no investment and I'll get Anyone that's purchased a, uh, an investment in a franchise, get their feedback, uh, almost like an FAQ. They're frequently asked questions. And instead of doing hours and hours on the phone with each individual person, we'll set up a conference call or a Zoom meeting and get everyone on there. Or I'll write an article or I'll do a video answering the common questions I'm getting on a daily basis. And in many cases, people will come back and say, you know, these are the questions I have. or you know, I, I like the franchise. Uh, I'm really happy with the franchise I'm in now. How do I add additional territory or units or how do I invest in other franchise companies? So I want to be their resource for anything franchise related. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm interested in contacting you. So how do I contact you? You can contact me via email. It's G in my last name. So it's G-G-R-A-M-M-A-T-I-C-O at Franchise, and that's spelled F-R-A-N, the word choice.com. Uh, so those are the, contact me directly from there. I'll, I'll give you, send you over a, a bio. We'll set up a 10 to 15 minute intro call and ask away. Even if uh, you have a question just on a particular franchise or just, uh, you know, you had, you, you thought about franchising a few years ago and you just had a few questions, 
you know, our services are free. I, I always start with an intro call and, and our follow-up would be typically anywhere from a 60 to 90 minute uh, consultation to the, dig a little bit deeper and, and figure out, um, you know, what's, uh, what's the best match for you. There's another question I think maybe somebody in the audience might have is how much money, just a range. I know you said it's all over the board, but just so somebody kind of knows, how much money do I have to have to even consider being in the franchise business? Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, to, to get in because there, there's various uh, financing options, uh, I would say, you know, 30 to 40,000 plus. Okay. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, you, you can look at retirement assets. They look at equity in the home. Each franchise company is a little bit different. They have certain requirements on liquidity, net worth, and things like that. But some people rule it out because they don't realize uh, they can use retirement assets or the equity in the home. So what I recommend is I, I do have a financial background, not necessarily in funding. So we, we put you in touch with at least two partners and those partners free of charge will do a full analysis for you to, to basically give you uh, all your options. So we could do that later on in the process or in the very beginning, but that's another uh, free service and value add that, that we offer here at Franchise. That's awesome. Well, Giuseppe, I mean, this has been great. I always like to ask, I really appreciate your time. And um, I always like to ask two questions of our guests. And, and the first question is, what's the best advice anybody's ever given you? Good question. Uh, best advice. Uh, something that, I, that I, I guess I struggle with, and this is, I think this is, uh, I actually read this uh, either in a book or online, I can't remember, but you can't be great at everything. And that's something I struggle with because I definitely know my weaknesses and I, I like to double down and improve in those areas. But um, specifically in business ownership, if uh, you're really good in one area and you're struggling in another area, uh, those are the people you hire. Those are the key people where you hire people that are better than, than you. So if you're not outgoing and, and sales is not your forte, you, you hire the best salespeople um, that you can find to, uh, to help run your business as opposed to going to a sales 101 class and kind of trying to figure it out. So um, I'm a perfectionist. I, I like to be really strong in all areas, but I do realize there's only so much time in a day. So uh, in my other businesses, I have hired people that are definitely stronger in those areas to run different parts of, uh, of the businesses for me. You know what, Dan Sullivan uh, with Strategic Coach, he, he talks about your unique ability, but one of the things that he was talking about a lot last year and what we've kind of adopted at Create Tailwind, our uh, theme for 2019 is who, not how. Like who can we collaborate with that even with the podcast, with marketing, is instead of us trying to learn how to be the expert in podcasts and the expert in marketing, who can we hire and collaborate with? Okay, second question. What book do you give out or do you recommend uh, more than any other book or what's your favorite book? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I think one, one of the ones that, that, that sticks out, there, there's tons. Everyone's heard of E-Myth and things like that, but I'm more of a... Um, kind of a mindset guy. And I've always, uh, one book that really just, I, I read it at least once a year, maybe every other year is uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. And a comment I, I received actually a few years back was, because it's all about mindset, is, well, not everyone wants wealth. Not everyone wants to be rich if you've read the book before. And one comment I will make to the people that have read it and or the people that have not read it 
when in the book they talk about riches and uh, you know if you think this way certain riches will come you know the word riches riches could be wealth could be money but it can also be time you know what's what's valuable to you so riches to me when I or back when I was 20 in my 20s was all about making millions and driving the fancy cars and the fancy watches I'm married two kids my, my priorities have changed so when I when I interpret a lot of the uh, 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 the word riches in the book is having the time to spend with my family and travel that to me is worth more than millions of dollars so if you've read the book or haven't, definitely reread it. Uh, definitely look at it, maybe in a, in a different, um, you know, viewpoint, different uh, vantage point. But uh, the riches are, you know, what what does it mean to be successful? It's there's no right or wrong. If if being successful means working nine to five, having money to pay the bills so that you have weekends to spend with your family, you're rich. Some people say you have to have a hundred million. They're rich. It, it really does not make a difference. It's a it's a mindset. And it's just, uh, you know, your, your view on life. So that, that, that's one of the books that, uh, that I highly recommend. Well, that's a, that definitely is a great one and a classic and one that I, I go back to all the time as well, Giuseppe. And, you know, something you said there is we like to say this is money gives you choices, choices give you freedom. And so we talk about money because that's kind of the business that we're in is helping people build wealth. But right. wealth means a lot of different things. One of the things that wealth means for me is to serve other people. And I am um, impressed with your business model that you're there to serve and you're very transparent. Again, this, it's very in tune and in line with Create Tailwind and what we do. We try to give more value than we ever receive in compensation and we serve people and yeah, we get compensated for that, but they're, they're never going to feel like they didn't get their money's worth. And, and I can already tell from people out there. And if you're curious about starting a franchise, and I know a lot of people in this audience, they've heard of franchises, they're interested, they've got money to do something with, they want to break away, but they're just not sure how. This is one more avenue for you to explore. And remember, it's a participatory sport. So we're giving you these ideas and these people and these resources and what you choose to do with it is your choice, and that's how you break away. So, Giuseppe, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed talking to you and getting to know you and look forward to maybe having you back sometime. Jim, once again, thank you very much. It's, it's been great. If you have any questions in the audience, definitely uh, you know, give me a call, contact me. Even if you have some doubts, I'm around. This is, this is what I do. I, I, I do this from past experience. I also use a consultant in the past. So, Feel free. If uh, you don't want to pick up that phone, you want to shoot me an email, I'm around and I would love to, uh, would love to help out in any way possible. We will put that contact information in the meeting notes for the episode. This episode's actually going to be airing immediately or not immediately in the next few days. So thank you, Giuseppe. Have a great day and, and uh, enjoy that weather in New Jersey. Hopefully it's nice. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Take care. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Breakaway Wealth with your host, Jim Oliver. Do you want to become your own banker and build wealth on your terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule your complimentary coaching session today.